0: Welcome to episode 12 of the Diz Camp Podcast, where we discuss the most magical campground on earth, Walt Disney's Fort Wilderness Campground and Resort, along with all things Disney and also RVing across the U.S. My name is Way Stoddermeyer, and I'll be your host of the Diz Camp Podcast. On today's podcast, we will discuss 10 first-timer tips I recently learned on our first Disney cruise. Tip number one is to order room service every night if you want coffee so it will be hot the next morning. Room service is no extra charge and you can order everything you need for the next morning or that night and it will be ready for you. It's something that everybody should take advantage of on a Disney cruise. Like I said, it doesn't cost anything extra. You do have to, or you should tip, a dollar or two at least every time they bring you some food. And they, they have a menu, and they uh, if you don't feel like going up and getting something to eat from Cabanas or something like that, they have like a little dinner menu and things like that. I think there's sandwiches and uh, salads and things like that on the menu. They also have chocolate chip cookies, oatmeal raisin cookies, things like that, and we all kinds of juices, and we order those every night. Um, just to kind of stock up on our room. And then I ordered my coffee for the next morning. And they come in like a like a stainless steel, like sealed uh, thermos. And they stayed warm all night. And then the next morning I just woke up because I wake up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. So nothing's really open for me to get coffee. But that was, well, I ordered it from the night before. So it was ready to go as soon as I woke up. Tip number two is it's better to stay on the boat during your port at Nassau. We were told this ahead of time. Um, it's better to stay on the boat and kind of enjoy the boat. Maybe there's a little less lines on the aqueduct and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we decided my daughter really wanted to see the Bahamas and she was excited because she's never been quote unquote out of the country or anything like that. So she, um, kind of thought it was a lot cooler than it really is. Um, Nassau is just a very busy, uh, town, relatively speaking to the Bahamas. It, uh, you know, you get off the boat and there's like three other cruise boats parked right by you and you get off and everybody kind of, you know, ask you to buy this, ask you to buy that, um, ask you if you need taxi rides and all kind of stuff and it, uh, It can be a little overwhelming. That kind of stuff doesn't really bother me and my wife, but uh, it's not really the best kind of deal. And then we ended up walking, you know, a mile to uh, a free beach, and we had a good day, but, you know, we had to walk a long way from the port just to do something free. You know, I don't know about an excursion. We didn't do anything like that because I didn't really know too much about it. So maybe, you know, if you were to do an excursion, that could be something to do off the boat but as far as just getting off the boat and not doing an excursion um, it's probably better just to stay on the boat and you know you don't have to spend any extra money you've already got everything paid for on the boat that you've already paid for up front so you've got your food and everything like that so all in all it's just better to stay aboard the boat and get you an extra you know you've paid enough money so you might as well enjoy it as much as you can Tip number three is be sure to try the whale dig at Castaway Key. This was something that was on the activity sheet, and um, we didn't really know what it was. But you know, we kind of wandered over to the Scuttles Cove area, and um, just to see what it was about. We arrived like five minutes early, and there was nobody there, so we kind of we were concerned it wasn't even going to go on. But then uh, about five, six minutes later, a uh, cast member came and um, sure enough, they were doing a whale dig and it was us and one other family and they like have like a whale skeleton and they bury bones and the kids dig around and find the bones and every time they find one they make a big deal um, and it's pretty easy for them to dig in the sand and all that. So one of the cooler things about it was there was, uh, they had archaeologist Mickey there And he was, we had him all to ourselves, so that was kind of cool. And the cast member does say that Mickey is not always there, but uh, he was this time, and it was kind of cool, and you don't get very many chances to have that kind of interaction with Mickey. Tip number four is... Fish extenders are a lot of fun for the kids and family and it gives them something to look forward to every time they come back to the stateroom. But it turns out they're a lot of work. And we spent a lot of time stressing over what to get if they if I if I with the presents we bought were good enough. So the fish extender thing was a a whole nother deal that we didn't I didn't really realize I'd heard so much about them and you know when we signed up for our cruise my wife kind of she got online and kind of saw that there's these things called fish extenders and I was like oh yeah we got to do that you know I hear people talk about them this and that well then we're our family's not very uh, crafty and all that kind of stuff so um, we just decided to order some stuff but then, you know, you, you worry about how much money you're spending or how much is too little to spend and this and that. And uh, my wife worries about if it was cute enough and this and that. Well, um, so it ended up being a quite the process to not only, like, pack all the fish extender stuff, but also when we got there, we got to hand them out, you know, and you got to go all over the boat to hand them out. And um, it took like two hours one day. I mean, we used it to explore the boat and all that, but it um, it was a lot bigger of a deal than I had anticipated. And then you have you get all this stuff, and you know the stuff that they get is really awesome, and the kids love it. And you know it's something that we have to do every time from now on because the kids just loved it that much, and I can't ever see us not doing it for the the near future. But it, um, it it was something that I didn't anticipate being as hard to plan for as it was. And then you have to, you get all this stuff and you have to take it back in, in your suitcases and the suitcases are something that we're not really good at packing in. Seeing how we go on a, in a camper all the time. Tip number five is to be sure and pay attention to the releases of new movies coming out in the Disney uh, realm, I guess. Um, On our cruise, the, the movie The Black Panther debuted, and we got to have a special viewing on a Friday night, I believe, or no, a Thursday night. And the movie didn't come out until a Saturday on land. But since Disney owns the rights, that uh, they had a, a special showing of Black Panther, and we got to see it before everybody else, um, which was really cool. I did not see it because I am didn't even know what Black Panther was, to be honest, and uh, I didn't even know it was a superhero of any kind. That's not really my thing, so... Um, now, knowing what I know about Black Panther and how it's, like, the highest grossing movie of all time, I kind of regret not doing that, but it was one of those things that, uh, you know, hindsight's 2020, I guess. But one of the things about the movie showing is the... Dinners and the show times and everything was moved around in order for there to be a showing. And I know that they moved our dinner up. We had the early dinner, and I know they moved it up in order to show it. So uh, it was actually our Castaway Key Day and our Pirate Day and all that stuff. And um, they, you know, bre- uh, dinner was about 45 minutes earlier than normal. But that was okay because. We normally eat earlier as a family, so it didn't really affect us as much. But it was something that, you know, you can kind of keep in mind that if not only, you know, you can kind of make your plans before if something that's coming out, you want to see it, you know, it'd be cool to see it on, you know, at sea before everybody else. And something to keep in mind that you might have to make some adjustments to your schedule Tip number six is to be sure to book your trip as early as you can. As the sooner, the faster, the as the boat fills up, the prices go up on the rooms. And we decided we were pretty much going on this trip uh, a long time ago, but we still waited a month or two, you know, just to kind of make sure. My wife's real bad with decisions, so this and that and over that month or two that we waited the trip went up almost $300 um, for our stateroom so you know it's something that if you think you're gonna do just go ahead and book it and I think you can always move your reservation around you know and do all that but as long as you kinda get you a placeholder or something like that you it's best to go ahead and do it early because that's when the best prices are. Also, if you want to book a if you think that you're on the cruise and you're going to book another cruise within the next 2 years, the best thing to do is bounce book the bounce back offer or the placeholder next year. It's called a placeholder. And I think they give you a $200 onboard credit, which is, you know, that's a lot of money just if you think if you know you're going to do it and I think you have to put $250 down and I think even if you don't end up doing it as a placeholder in the next two years they kind of give you your money back and you don't have to book a uh, trip specifically I think that you just basically say that you're going to do it in the next two years and give them $250 and you you know you get like first offerings and the $200 onboard credit you know, and kind of the early deals and stuff like that. And I think we're going to go ahead and book another trip for next March. And unfortunately we didn't do the bounce back offer and we didn't really even know about it until we were off the boat and, you know, talked about how good of a time we had the next month comes around and we're talking about booking another trip and that he's, one of our friends that we went that were on the same boat as us said that they did the bounce back offer so that was the first we heard about it so wish we had heard about that before tip number seven is bringing your luggage to and from the boat is um, quite the process this might not be as big of a deal to some people but for us You know, we always travel in a travel trailer, an RV, and we kind of just load up, and as we go, you know, we load up in our driveway, you know, we go camping and stay wherever and then get home and unload it all. So we're not really used to packing in suitcases. You know, I know that a lot of people go on airplanes and stuff like that. They, uh, they're used to all that, but my family, we've never been on a family vacation in an airplane, so a cruise packing in suitcases like that is something that we were just completely not used to so I was worried about how my wife just overpacks because she's used to bringing everything in the trailer well I was worried about getting our luggage to and from the boat because we had a stroller we had eight luggage uh, eight things of luggage and we just had a lot of stuff so we stayed at the uh, the hotel, and they always they had somebody there that would help us. You know, he would load the load his uh, shuttle up, and then, you know, they. I thought we had a lot of stuff, and you know, a lot of people had almost as much stuff as us. I think we actually won the award of having the most stuff. But um, they have like the whole shuttle set up. They have racks, and they just throw your luggage on the racks, and you know it really wasn't as big a deal as I thought it was going to be. So one thing is you need to be sure to have some cash available to tip the guys. Cause um, without them, I don't even know how you can do it. So they definitely come in handy and they definitely deserve a tip. Tip number eight is checking a bottle of, wa- uh, checking bottled water. So we were told this and we didn't do it again but we were told this ahead of time is to check a case of bottled water Well, I was so worried about the luggage that I just talked about getting to and from that I had a case of water in my car I realized we had so much stuff I freaked out and just didn't do it just left it in the car you know all we got hot pretty much ruined whatever um but it's really good to check the bottle of water because getting water on the boat's not really the easiest thing in the world. You have to go up to Deck 11 and, you know, they have drink stations and all that. But I, our family, we drink a lot of water. And, you know, it's better just to have a case in your room so you can just have it whenever you want it. And if you think about it, you're pretty much going to drink the whole thing while you're there. Or if you don't, you can just leave it in the room. You don't have to worry about bringing it back. And as soon as you check it, you know, you put a tag on it or whatever, and they, you know, you don't see it again until it went, once it gets off the shuttle. Disney Cruise Line just, you know, they just bring it to your room and everything's good. So it, uh, it's something we will always do from now on. And we intended to do it. I just uh, got nervous and, you know, didn't do it. But it's really no big deal. Tip number nine is the tipping. Um, you've heard me talk about it a couple times the tipping is a uh, something that I didn't really know about and you know it's kind of a you never really know about tipping you know it's kinda like a a feel thing I guess. Um, You definitely need to bring enough money to tip luggage to and from the boat you know both times in the shuttles. Um, those, Those guys do a lot of work and they definitely need some good tips. Um The room service needs a tip every time you order it, you know two, five dollars, whatever um, every night. I would tip the room service guy. And as far as your, you have a, a room a, a guy that's in charge of your room. You have a head waiter that's like in charge of like your group of tables. and then you have a main waiter, who's like your server like who actually brings your food out and then you have an assistant waiter um and then there's one other thing i think there's five five positions anyway so you you get a like an invoice type of thing at the end of your trip the last night and they basically have a set amount that they're tipped per night per person um and I can't remember how much it is. I think it's it's about $48 a night total for all the people, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Um, so, you know, it ends up being, you know, if you do like a four-night cruise, it ends up being around $200 extra extra. Um, and that kind of goes out to those people. You know, so it's kind of included in your bill. So you don't really have to bring that much cash for that. But if you do want to tip extra... You, you know, need to bring cash for that and give them extra. We ended up tipping our head server and our assistant server extra money because they did an outstanding job, and our kids really liked them, and they went above and beyond, so we gave them some extra money. Um, you know, as far as how much money to bring, I have no idea. I, I didn't really bring enough. We ended up running out um, because we spent a little bit money in Nassau. Um... You know, I brought some cash with me. I was told to bring some like, you know, lower bills and dollars for tips and that, but uh, I'm not sure, I gotta figure that one out. Tip number 10 is the location of your stateroom matters. Um, Our travel agent we used helped us book this, so she kind of gave us a heads up and she said that she likes deck seven. Well, we didn't know anything about it, so that sounded fine with us. And we had a veranda, and it faced, I believe, the starboard side of the ship. And it kind of looked out on Castaway Key. I could be wrong. It could have been port, but I think it was starboard. And it looked out of uh, Castaway Key. and um, you can also see the fireworks from your veranda, which you're not, I think you're not supposed to go out on the veranda and do, but you can if you'd like, I guess. Um, But, you know, we didn't know anything about, you know, deck seven, and we were kind of in the middle, which is kind of the best for the rocking motion of the boat, which that makes sense. But uh, deck seven was really nice because you end up going to decks 11 and decks three the most. Well, seven was four up from 11 and three down from, and four down from three, so... It was kind of right there in the middle. So, you know, you end up, the elevators are kind of slow on the cruise. So we ended up taking the steps a lot, or I did especially. Um, So it's, you know, running up four four flights of stairs isn't that bad, you know, and then running down four flights of stairs isn't that bad. But when you go up and down five or six flights of stairs, it kind of, that's kind of the tipping point is at four. So be sure to, uh, you know, get you a good location of your stateroom. And if you're not going to go up to deck 11 that much to the pool and the, you know, all that in cabanas, you know, and you're more interested in shows and restaurants and all that, then you know, maybe you'd want a lower deck, you know, on deck five or something that uh, you can just go down a couple and go, you know, eat dinner and uh, at the restaurants and all that on decks four yeah four and three I think now it's time for our quick camping tip of the day today's quick quick camping tip of the day is to utilize slow cookers while camping RVs usually don't have the biggest kitchens and it is isn't always the easiest to prepare home-cooked meals away from home sometimes you don't have time to set up the grill One thing you could do is in the morning set up the slow cooker with ingredients and return 8 to 10 hours later to a meal ready to eat. This could especially be good on a cold night if you want to cook some stew or chili. You know, you just bring your cans of ingredients and just kind of dump everything, you know, in your meat and just dump everything in the slow cooker, turn it on, go camping, go do whatever. We go to the beach a lot, you know, you could go to the beach. All day, come back. Go to the parks all day, come back, and then you'll have you a meal ready to eat. You don't have to spend those Disney prices. Remember to follow me on Twitter at DisCamp Podcast for all news about Fort Wilderness, Disney, and camping tips. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, to share a trip review or discuss a topic Fort Wilderness or camping related, email me at discamppodcast at yahoo.com. That will be it for episode 12. See you at the fort. is fine now what do you do with all of your time oh zigzags and a twos and a froze. that's what you asked me and that's what you know time to be moving along time to be moving along he's looking for a little more adventure i'm heading for a little bit of fun now he's hoping for a little more excitement time to be moving along it's time to be moving along time to be moving along